Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you You'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return, you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Victoria. How are you? Sorry. Oh, sorry. oh I'm, um, good. How are you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't bowl me over with your enthusiasm. <laughs> um, I'm, as you know, on my second day of a hangover, thanks to uh, seeing you <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> I, you know what, we've never really drank, prop- drank together, really, have we? So that was a, that was a first, but we'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah and what we've learned is we will never do it again yeah yeah i guess you're right because i guess we met in like autumn 2019 and then the pandemic happened it's mostly a virtual friendship really if you think about it (laughs) (laughs) and i guess we should keep it that way (laughs) oh but yeah on the road to recovery i hope yes yes it's saturday um and i'm gonna find some i had a nice I had a bit of a disaster with my hangover meal of McDonald's, <laughs> as is so many, as is the world. Hangover meal. Uh, hangover and drunk meal. meal. You know, they get two days and out of you. It's meal. great. Yeah. We, dear listener, got home so late that night that we could not get any food. <laughs> there so was not sad. food open. No. <laughs> we, were, we went to bed hungry for two hours before we had to get up again. <laughs> and uh, then I woke anyway. up and I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> 
were like, I can't eat. <laughs> like, I'm going to throw up. So we're, we're great, dear <laughs> we're listener. Great. Anyway, yeah, d- there was no chips included in my McDonald's that I ordered. And um, so that honestly, <laughs> McDonald's do better. Like some of it, I could have died without that salt. And, I've, uh, <laughs> like lesser things have made me cry on a hangover like that yeah. would absolutely break me <sighs> anyway yeah how how are you, how's your life what are you up to <laughs> tell, tell us lift our spirits please hannah well you know life's good Not with spirits though. <laughs> no <laughs> no had a lovely walk this morning my little doggy's lying here beside me between me and the laptop because what a wholesome life well <laughs> Yeah, if you take Thursday night out of the equation, um, things are good. I had a birthday since we last recorded. Yes, you I? did. <laughs> Vic is getting shots of dog's legs as he stretches. <laughs> He's trying to knock over the yeah, thing. Um, yes, happy birthday to you. Thank you. Vic got me a very beautiful Nordic wear loaf pan thing that will be... Yeah, appearing on your on our Instagram soon, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be yeah. looking for like a loaf cake to make now and the yeah. next one. I just feel like Hannah, you know, the reason I got it for Hannah is that she she makes obviously a lot of cakes for her friends and for various dinner parties and stuff. And I thought, you know what, sometimes you probably want to just make a loaf cake, but don't think it's fancy enough. Yeah. And I thought, what if you've got a loaf tin that makes any loaf cake look fancy? Genius. And then you can just, you know, make a banana bread yeah. but make it fancy take banana bread but make it make it fashion also i like yeah. that at this camera angle you can now see that my jeans are completely undone <laughs> <laughs> due to the vast amounts of hangover food that i consumed yesterday we're doing well guys the fact that you've got jeans on is is a, i'm in my pajamas still uh, anyway <laughs> what i wanted to you know if this was a debate and it is, let's be frank. This whole, this whole okay. com- um, premise of this podcast is... is... Go and put my blazer on. Debate squad. Debate squad. I just... It's, this, you know, the season is fall. <laughs> it is. The time, We're in October. The time is now. And I am continuously confused by the presence of pumpkin spice latte in our lives. <laughs> I just don't get it. So the other day I was in uh, buying the cleaning products and saw that Flash, the floor cleaner, had a PSL flavor. Why on earth would you want your floors to smell like pumpkin spice latte? Why? Why wouldn't you? I want it to smell clean and clinical, like I've just murdered someone. You want it to smell like... (laughs) You just like your kitchen smell like a hospital, yeah. is that what you said? Yeah, because <laughs> hospital equals cleanliness. God, godliness and cleanliness. And I don't want it to smell like sweets, you know? I, I bet that's just be a really sweet thing. But anyway, I'm not the only one that's confused, apparently, because there was an article in The Guardian recently about it. Actually, a couple of weeks ago now. I'm probably a bit late with this. But there was like, uh, it says... the. The title is Dog Treats Deodorant Spam. Why does America sell 138,000 pumpkin spice things? Spam. Spam. So, as well as um, bone broth protein deodorant poppers. Poppers. That's not, not, that's not one thing. <laughs> it's not a bone broth deodorant popper. <laughs> <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when we 
say poppers? Do we mean drugs? <laughs> no, I think that they mean like a jalapeno popper. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, maybe, but but I'm not watching too much industry. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they say that the uh, pumpkin spice product sales have increased about forty-seven percent in the last five years. Worth like two hundred thirty-six million dollars in sales of of pumpkin spice latte things, and then it's got this piece has got like a a state by state diagram of which yeah which states like more pumpkin spice. Can you guess which states like pumpkin spice? Yeah, I can. I think it's probably your like midwestern, uh-huh. like your oh my god, this is bad. <laughs> you like test your oh, geography, <laughs> Ohio, and you're like. Like yeah, Ohio, sixty percent. Chicago, like that's not a state. Illinois is, is yeah. Chicago, isn't it? Uh, Ohio is sixty percent more likely to purchase pumpkin choice spice compared to the national average. Uh, <laughs> it's a great actual interactive thing. Illinois, only six percent actually are wrong. Oh, the the West Virginia is one hundred twenty two percent more likely. Yeah, it's real, wow. real East Coast. California is not looking at that shit at all. It's thirty four percent less. Because they likely. don't have a fall, right? Yeah, like, they don't have an autumn, so they they don't have any seasons <laughs> in the because they're just in a constant drought. Um, um, yeah, apparently. Also, sorry, I'm just reading this article to you, but I'm just amazed, and I need to ask you if you are on the PSL, you know train at all but apparently there wasn't even any pumpkin spice pumpkin in the syrup until like 2015 and then they switched starbucks of course i mean i haven't mentioned starbucks but they are the people who have created this monster this massive spicy orange monster and in 2015 they actually switched (laughs) to a flavor syrup that contained pumpkin it's just wild to me i just don't understand it's a big gen z thing i what what is it? Do you like pumpkin spice latte? Are you a PSL drinker? Yeah, I no no. I, I'm not a PSL drinker. I I do like it though. Here's my problem with PSL and like all Starbucks drinks generally, they're too sweet. Yeah, it's not worth my teeth health <laughs> and my like, you know, just like my blood sugar <laughs> to drink a pumpkin spi- <laughs> spice spice. <laughs> this dog is just stretching so. <laughs> you guys could watch this <laughs> every like few minutes this is like little like arch of feet <laughs> two little doggy feet he's asleep <laughs> on his back belly up um yeah it's too sweet and they for some reason won't bring a sugar-free one out which i if they did they would take all of my money because <laughs> i do like it yeah <laughs> this is the thing of course it needs the sugar because it doesn't resemble pumpkin in any way like it's, it's some part of that article basically asked people like, because they're saying why isn't it like apples or pears because you would more naturally associate them with autumn than pumpkin but like, it, loads of people haven't even tried pumpkin in its like natural state um oh. they just i think the americans like associate it with pumpkin pie as well right which is fair yeah that, that's what it is right it's like pump it's the spices you put in a pumpkin pie yes that is it those like warming nice yeah cinnamon cumin i get which i and i think it's fine they didn't have any pumpkin in it frank i'm gonna stick up for starbucks here and uh say i think it's fine they don't have any pumpkin in it because it wasn't about i don't want pumpkin really in my coffee to be honest but either way it's fine but yeah i do like i do think it's gone too far particularly in america i saw a tiktok the other day 
of a woman, an American woman going to Trader Joe's and just buying all the fall stuff and like the amount of pumpkin spice or pumpkin stuff that she bought was just insane. Like, let's say like dog treats and bone broth. I mean, there's no bones in a pumpkin as far as I'm aware. Um, (laughs) But I also really like, as we know, I love squash. I love pumpkin. Yeah. I love, and I love, so this season for me is like heaven because you get pumpkin. I mean, not carving pumpkins because, you know, don't ever cook with those. They taste no, like absolute ass. But, <laughs> but, um, but then also, you know, I did see this other TikTok about a guy who'd like his carving pumpkin. He'd like put it in his compost or in his garden, right? To decompose. Yeah. And, Nat, this year his whole garden is a pumpkin patch oh my God. because they just grow so easily he can uh, turn it into like an influencer photo shoot area yes. you're like yeah. christian girl autumn <laughs> aesthetic which like, i, I love i i you know i feel yeah. like at heart you i'm a basic bitch mm. what is that terrible tv show that you love look, look don't call me out on my on my comfort shows it's called chesapeake shores and yeah you better believe that they probably have some christian girl autumn pumpkin spice latte or something there because it's like it's in like maine or you know somewhere yeah. in like new england yeah let me tell you um, what the percentage of people in maine is <laughs> i feel like i should check where it is i feel like it's somewhere up there it's a real place i think for like chesapeake <laughs> Vic continuously sends me, you know, little videos of that TV show because uh, they they have a lot of Irish family. Oh, Virginia, oh, sorry. Oh, Maine, actually. Not a big PSL fan. 24% less likely to purchase. Oh, maybe it's because it's full of, like, older people. I imagine Maine is full of, like, older people yeah. in the winter, right? I imagine in the summer it's full of, yeah. I don't know, Out rich, New rich youngers. Um, ah. But no, I do like I do like it, and I would have bought that flash probably. <laughs> I, did I buy some um, winter spiced anti back spray <laughs> by I don't know what brand the other day because it was one pound? <laughs> yeah, I did. I love all that shit, Ca- like the candles like and everything. I don't like it. Um, I, so... I don't like things that smell like food. You know in your home like can well no maybe not candles candles is okay but like cleaning products and stuff like that it's just like ugh, fake smell anyway i'm glad we cleared this so, up but 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 what about like like citrusy smells that, that's Citrus like a cleaning is okay. smell yeah that's okay but again it's just like does it even smell like lemons no yeah. it doesn't it's so fake that it's just like its own entity anyway but um let yeah. us know how you feel about pumpkin go. spice yeah, I'm going to go and get a pumpkin spice latte today. Um, <laughs> my friend Stu actually spent last year or the year before, one year, anyway, he's really into like making like great like coffees, got a fancy coffee right. machine and everything. Um, he spent ages like get, making this pumpkin spice syrup, like a perfect one. Oh, no way. Um, that was really lovely and I'm pretty sure I tried it and it was it was really good he was like watching all these videos and like perfecting it and like I gotta respect that and I also our, our favorite our favorite food writer or one of them Alicia Kennedy uh, oh yes he has a pumpkin pumpkin pie spice that, that you can buy like she sold oh. in stores right and people rave about that 
Wow. Um, yeah, maybe it's because I like my coffee quite like bitter. Because I'm, you know, yeah. maybe it's just maybe I'm just a bitter. No, <laughs> bitter I do as well host. generally, but you know. Yeah, I used to like the gingerbread lattes from Starbucks. That they were, yeah, I was on board with them, particularly when I lived in Spain for a bit, and it was like the most. But you can get a beautiful like cafe con leche for like a euro twenty or something. But no, no, I'd like go to Starbucks, <laughs> do all that in Starbucks at Christmas, and treat myself to like a four euro seventy five tiny gingerbread latte. <laughs> yeah. Like you've got you got to do what you've got to do it's like life's hard it just makes you feel if it makes true. you feel christmasy and yeah. nice yeah. then why the hell not but um treat yourself be a basic bitch <laughs> live your best life don't drink we aren't here to judge you <laughs> don't drink kids. don't it's drink not worth it. too much champagne or whatever else we were drinking anyway, anyway we should ever do um a drinks book in this pod <gasps> how fun would that be yes do they exist? Because I thought we were, we were, <laughs> yes, yes, because we were in a bar the other night. Um, I think Hannah was uh, uh, playing the piano at this point. There was a, there's a point in the night where there was a piano. Uh, or, or at least you were trying to stop some other people playing yes, the that piano. Was it. We had malicious intent. Um, but there, we were in that bar yeah. and they had this stack of like, books and i wanted to show you because one of them was called the imbible oh that is genius and i was like that's clever that is really clever yeah uh i would like to um, yeah i would like to do a drinks book yeah we should we should do a little mini soda or something a mini soda. but that's not the book but... that is not the books <laughs> 20 minutes about pumpkins and imbibles that is not the books, books. We, we is talking about, about today. today. We is. No, no, no. <laughs> Au contraire. We are talking about Miss Rukmini Aya. Um, and she has many books. <laughs> many, many, many books. Many, many, Master of many. <laughs> Does she have any mini books? Um, yeah. They are quite mini, though, actually, aren't they? They're all the same size. Yeah, very And they're cute. not, like, they're not big. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some I'm real thinking. intellectual <laughs> shit from us today. Herein ends the podcast. <laughs> wow. Oh, you come here for the, for the pumpkin shot. Stay for the intelligence. <laughs> for the uh, clever tea um yes they are like they're smaller than your average a4 sized cookbook this is true i don't know i recently learned that um in america they don't have a4 size paper it's a different size see that shit like that really pisses me off why are we making <laughs> sad to american listeners <laughs> Sorry, no, it could be us either. We don't know who did it first, but just like, why are we making life difficult for ourselves? It's the same with, you know, kilometers and miles and everything. Let's just stick to one. <laughs> Vic has got like, she's <laughs> resting her head on her hand, looking at me being like, oh God. No, I'm just tired. But no, I, I agree. But anyway, so they're not A4 size, whatever size that is in America. I don't know. And I'm not going to find out because I don't have time. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> uh, do you want me to tell you a little bit about these books and uh, yes, Rukmini? Rukmini. Do, tell do you want me, me to tell you about, about these Rukmini. books and Rukmini? Rukmini, tell me. Um, 
Tell me. Well, tell I'm me saying that. I'm like, can I tell you about her? But she, her internet presence is uh, very professional. Ooh, can't relate. Yeah, <laughs> nor I. Um, you know, check out my personal Instagram for a picture of me eating a lamb chop the other <laughs> night. Um, it's a great picture, actually. That is uh, a great picture. I'm sad that I didn't take it. <laughs> well, no, we'll put um, it on the we'll put it on our Instagram so everyone else can enjoy it too. <laughs> Just eat the lamb um, chop by the bone. What are you, desperate dad? <laughs> no, I am not. That was how they were served at the VIP reception that I was invited to. <laughs> I'm just bitter because I wasn't invited to that bit. <laughs> um, yes, very professional internet presence. So there's not actually much about her and her her life, which, you know, is absolutely fine. Okay. Um, but it just makes life harder for me. You know, <laughs> what about me? <laughs> what about me? What about my reading Wikipedia on this podcast? I'm sick of it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so I did find out she's um, a former lawyer. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. Um, which I lo- I just love it when people have a past life, you know, these chefs. Me too. What kind of lawyer were you, Rukmini? What kind of lawyer? What do you guess? In terms of the, what so, type of lawyer yeah. she was. Um, the, the corporate kind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know many class let's of lawyer. This, yeah, <laughs> let's move this along. Um <laughs> She Family law, work. maybe. <laughs> Big tra- trademark. <laughs> You're now listening to a law podcast, and uh, we'll be talking about the legal definition for <laughs> shit banter. Um, <laughs> She grew up in Cambridge. Are you alluding uh, to our friendship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not our friend, not mine and your friend. No, no, you mine and yours. Yeah. I mean, I, I really am ticking all the boxes of having met a lot of these chefs by now, right? You are. Yeah. And um, I, I think full disclosure that Rook Minnie and I are now dear, dear friends. <laughs> Because I accosted her in the park. No, we were walking. We, I was walking my. I don't know if I mentioned I got a dog. Here he is stretching up his paws <laughs> again. He just stretched up his paws. And uh, in uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> and got talking. Do you want to your exact address? Or... <laughs> and Rukmini's. <laughs> and um, where are you going out next? I'll just give everyone my mobile number and you can find out that way. Um, so, yeah, and got talking to this very lovely person who was also walking their dog and it turned out to be Rukmini. So I recognised her and said hello. And um, now, The rest know, is history. Yeah, she's going to be maid of honour at my imaginary me. wedding. <laughs> On this podcast. Anyway, um, enough about our dear, dear friendship. Yes, so she's in London, but she grew up in Cambridge. Um, she has... Uh, Indian parents and so she um talks about or you know at least what I could find talks about how she's um has Bengali and South Indian um influences on her food but also she grew up in the 80s so she that kind of like mac and cheese steamed pudding like yeah you know real comfort food Ugh. uh from the 80s kind of vibes as well I love that cheese and pineapple on a stick all that stuff 
I like Cheese a steamed pudding. Do you? Yeah, with the sauce. You know, warm and comfortable. 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 <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. Comforting. Um, yeah, I like them. My mum really likes them, so I think I have a nice oh, association yeah. with That's that. Nice. I made her one before. They're not, not easy to make, though. They're, they're one of those things that I think you should just buy. Yeah, they come up on Bake Off a lot, don't they? Things like that. Well, yeah. they, was it just on this last week? I haven't watched it, but um, I feel like it was pudding week or dessert week. Yeah, I haven't really watched it since the Mexican week that has caused all the uproar. Yeah. Also, on puddings, um, <laughs> just to skip over the Mexican week thing, um, <laughs> I do always love reading tweets and like funny things about how when people when americans particularly are watching the great british bake-off they're like what is a pudding and what it does what is a dessert yeah and we're sorry about that a pudding is a dessert yes. it's another word that we use for dessert but it's also a type of pudding dessert. yeah which dessert. i mean they have <laughs> they have pudding as well which is like a soft thing right yeah it's like a soft sweet thing almost i always think of it as like maybe like a rollo yogurt thing you know those things that you get in the fridge <laughs> specifically yeah yeah it's, it's kind like of a... like a unique texture isn't it it's quite yes. like it's a bit like thicker like a cr- almost like a creme caramel or, so- or something yeah uh, yeah but more liquid Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry doug is making lots of appearances doug to book earlier loves a pudding yeah <laughs> Yes. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. we digress um, again. And I feel like, despite the fact that she, we don't know much about her personally, which again is fine. I feel like <laughs> she and these books, these like particularly these roasting tin books, are like yeah. food powerhouses, right? Yes. Since the you know since they started coming out, and so this is how she like rose to fame as these like roasting tins. So she had a first book called the roasting tin, yeah. which was literally like, a whole book full of one pound meals. And maybe this is what sparked that there's a, a world of one, one pound, pound books, books now. Yeah. And I think that she kicked that off and that's like, amazing. Yeah. When I think about that, I think that that's everything that we, ask for in a book a lot of the time i mean specifically like you and me we always we hate washing we don't want to do loads of washing yeah. up use loads of dishes you don't want you just it's not we talk about we bitch about not having enough time to do stuff or if there's like a million steps to reveal so i feel like these books should really speak to our heart as, as yes, lazy gals so. and i think that um i think i said this on the last podcast but i feel like they're really good gifts yeah and i think that i don't know anyone pretty much who even if they're not into food doesn't have one of these books that the roasting team books at home because they're just so accessible yes um because everyone's got a pan um (laughs) which i think is great so there's five so she's got i think she's got seven books total wow and a law career. What are we doing? And I know. What are we doing with our lives? Drinking too much pumpkin spice lattes on my part. And, and champagne on mine. <laughs> pumpkin spice champagne. Oh, my God. The cocktail. A Kira Royale, was, but make it pumpkin. Gross. There was a year for Thanksgiving in somewhere in London that was doing pumpkin spice um, espresso martinis. That is smart, though, isn't it? I would drink a million of them. I don't um, know. You'd probably drink half and, like, ha- you know, be on such a sugar high. Which is how I feel about espresso <laughs> martinis generally. Like, I feel like they're, a, you know, stupid. 
Oh. Because do you want coffee? They're delicious. Yeah. Do you want coffee or do you want booze? Like, I, I feel like both. it's a... Yeah. <laughs> My friend Asha took me to a, an, an espresso, espresso, espresso martini festival once. And, Whoa. Um, R.I.P. my heart rate, you know? <laughs> do, do you, uh, big question. Are you a mm. bean cruncher? Do you crunch the little... <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> no, accountancy is not my strong point. <laughs> um, I crunch the beans. <laughs> I feel like I do crunch the beans, but I feel like... Is that bad? Don't dr- No. You, they're a thing, right? You get chocolate-covered oh, yeah, coffee true. beans everywhere. Not every, literally not everywhere. <laughs> like in like hotel chocolate and fancy cho- chocolate places, probably couldn't find them. Just in you know, average snack. <laughs> We're really digressing today. It's so fun. I good. like it. I don't care. Um, I'm not going to apologise. No. So here's the five. How do you feel about Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about Donald Trump, even though <laughs> our own government is collapsing again. <laughs> A timeless oh. podcast, everyone. <laughs> this is timeless. You could be playing it. Yeah, yeah. In the year is twenty thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> the UK government sucks. Anyway, here's the five roasting tin ones. Yeah, they're all one pound ones. The roasting tin. Mm-hmm. That's one. The green. <laughs> that's one. The green roasting tin. That's, that's veggie. Oh, nice. The quick roasting tin, which is what I'll be talking about today. That's fast. Thirty minute one pound dish is roasting tin around the world that's global that's <laughs> and sweet roasting tin that's dessert that's puddings <laughs> um, and then she has the green barbecue genius oh, as in Vege- vegetarian barbecue yes Very vegetarian genius. recipes for a barbecue because there's more to life than veggie skewers yeah That's and all. shitty burgers that take four million years to cook and they'll still be burnt on the outside and cold on the inside oh i would like that actually that's nice yeah i think that's i think that's genius i feel like that didn't get enough hype yeah um, i thought it was going to be specific for that egg thing you know egg barbecue oh, no <laughs> you can only use it if you've got a little a big green, green egg, egg. Big, yeah. uh, a mini a mini green a egg, mini, <laughs> mini green egg. There is a mini green egg um <laughs> and then india express which is her most recent book which you, you will be talking me. about <laughs> you me. we all have i also have it just to uh I guess we should say that now. I also have Indo Express and thank you to Rook Mini's team who sent us both a copy of Indo yes. Express. Post me accosting her in the park. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Rook you know, everyone... <laughs> just accosting people and they're like, okay, okay, you can have a book. Go away. <laughs> Look, it's just my Irish charm, okay? People just give me things, you know? What can I say? I like free things. <laughs> you do have Irish Thanks. charm. I don't really, though. Not anymore. It's you lost. do. It's gone. It's I died with the hangover. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like, yeah, like I said, they're so popular. She also writes for various, you know, publications, particularly around a book coming out. You'll see lots of her recipes online. Never the one I want, which is always, which no, I'll come to later. Um, which, is good, which is clever, frankly. Yeah, of course. And she's just brilliant. It's all, it's all very colourful, very accessible. And I think there's a, a kind of Twitter hashtag. It's not kind oh, yeah. of. It is a Twitter hashtag. Hashtag tin lads. And no. Yes. I don't want to credit the wrong person for this, but I believe Alice Slater of 
uh, book podcasting and author um, may have started that hashtag. And now it's like massive. And that's her like, that's her fans. You know, Gaga has monsters. Like our circlets. Yeah. We have circlets. Rukmini has hashtag tin lads. Tin lads. Which, I mean... You that I feel like if you were to ever have your own like fan um hashtag it would be some Vic lads or something because you like the word lads too. Are you and Stephen both? We you do. Like, you like a lad. We yeah, um like a lads. We see lad as a gender neutral term, by the way, just to say. Uh, sure. And I think it is. So. Yeah. And also, well, we're not talking yeah, about the, in Ireland. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and um, also not talking about the pioneer woman's husband who is also called lad. <laughs> <laughs> It's the pioneer woman of Chesapeake Shore is where we're really good. <laughs> Look, I love all that shit. <laughs> I know. It's so at odds with your, you know, the cynical personality that I know and love with you. It's where you go, you go, you have a warm and fuzzy spot that is... Um, in the countryside, you know, which I would never ever go American to stuff. or live in. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'm an urban gal. I'm a, I, urban lads. There's your hashtag, urban, urban, urban um, gals. Yeah, so I feel like that also really boosted it. And you can still, like, people, yeah, use tin lads all the time. And it's a really useful tool tin for lad. her um, PR I as well. I too a tin lad. And I just think, you know, they're good. They're great books. Shout out to the tin lads. Shout out to her. Um, yeah. And they're popular. So that's Rukmini and her empire of books they've sold over 1.5 million copies worldwide to date wow um that's cool and that's before this i can i guess that's before this last book came out based on yeah um the information i had so yeah she has a cute dog right as you know because you've met them yes apparently called pepper apparently Um, and that information is public and not gleaned through me being a massive weirdo she also has a baby who i think is not dissimilar age to mine slightly younger maybe slightly older yeah. um called alma little girl i think alma that's cute yeah it is cute so just to recap i will be talking about the quick roasting tin which i have had mm-hmm. for a while for many years actually and i will be talking about india express which is the latest one uh, fresh and delicious recipes for every day love that not a one pound book just to reiterate not a one pound but there is a one pound chapter right there is, and there's a lot of one, yeah, I think, you know, the one pan ethos lives on, even if it's not in the title. It's, it's, uh, I mean, at, at most two. I w- <laughs> no, I don't know that. I wonder <laughs> if she um, is sick of that. I wonder if she feels like she's pigeonholed herself into one pan cooking and she would like to, but yeah. then she's got two books that aren't one pan cooking, so maybe I should shut my mouth. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's diversified, hasn't she, with this? Um, be funny if you went into her kitchen and she literally just did have one pan. <laughs> <laughs> She's a food stylist though, so I imagine she has lots of pla- pa- plans and yeah. pans. <laughs> plans and pans. The Hannah Quinn story, let me tell you. She's so busy all the time. Who? You. Me? I'm not. We've been trying to record this podcast for like a week and a half. Uh, but Hannah is so busy. I mean, it's because work is picked up now. Before I was just like fighting around. <laughs> now, like my hectic social life and a hectic work life uh, means you know makes Hannah have a breakdown. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. Um, anyway, let's talk about your. Let's tin talk about tin. my work. So the quick roasting tin. So the the idea is 
uh, all under 30 minutes. It's quick. It's quick. 30 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes prep, 30 minutes in the oven max uh, or okay. less. That's her right. whole thing. She talks about in the intro about how she is a food stylist. And so she's mm-hmm. on these like fancy cookbook or whatever styling for like these Michelin star chefs that are all doing like, you know, reductions and you know she's having right. to cook all this stuff so she wants to get home and just like not deal with all you know all that stuff jazz yeah so that's and she says it in this book at least that it's one of her favorites so far um mm. of the roasting team because it's just so easy accessible she says that all the ingredients that you'll find in this book are, you're able to find in a big supermarket there's nothing out Love of the that. ordinary um so it's not, but it's not basic. Like there is some nice ingredients and some. Not like us. <laughs> not like me. There's no pumpkin spice in here, rude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not, it's, you know, it's very flavorful. There's some interesting ingredients in there, but just not, you know, you're not going to have to trek around to find them. Mm. It's split into occasion. That's how the chapters are. Okay. Uh, rather than anything else it so working like work night meals family yes. favorites uh make ahead lunch boxes oh that's great yeah. date night Ooh. feed a crowd Don't weekend cooks and sweets nice yeah that's great yeah it's all bases covered all bases covered and that's just the date night chapter <laughs> <laughs> like, oh come on <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I didn't give you the, <laughs> the laugh you, desi- you desired. <laughs> uh, um, sorry. No, it was a good joke. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's uh, oh, it's it's three quarters of the recipes are vegetarian and she says oh wow. or vegan and she says that the other ones a lot of them are just the the meat part of it is like bacon or uh chorizo or something that you could very easily replace with a different cheese or yeah um she one of the recipes that i made she talks about swapping the bacon out for artichokes which obviously oh, i was wow. going nowhere fucking near <laughs> Um, that is a throwback to season one my friends <laughs> if you haven't listened jamie try oliver. the jamie oliver episode <laughs> yeah so that's it shall i tell you what i cook nice yeah yes please shall i or not so i cooked two things but like i said i've had this book for a while so there is other things that i'm gonna mention later yeah. on because I, there's one other particular recipe that we cook all the time from this and it's like a Ah. staple in the house and we love it right so i made two things they're both from the family favorites uh section you're a family now i'm a family and actually so the first one all-in-one nigella spiced whole tomato dal wow Mm. here's a picture and you could i know you can't see that if you're listening but um doesn't it look lovely nice yeah mine did not look like that at the end oh dear yeah um, it was it wasn't a disaster we're not we're not talking like you know artichoke jamie oliver level <laughs> disaster here but so i love a doll everyone loves a doll yeah. i well i do and so i made this without so she says the salt in it 
is optional. And I was like, I'm going to make it without the salt so I can share it with Marcus, who is eating yes. more now. Um, and I thought he'd really like that because lentils are good food for babies. They've got all the yeah. good stuff in. Uh, and it was easy and quick, obviously. You didn't need to, I didn't need to say that because it's a book about being easy and quick. Um, so it's cherry tomatoes on the vine, which she loves in this book. And I'd like to know why she never really explains you cook them in yeah. the thing on the vine then take the vines out for eating. Ah. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I don't know if that's, I guess they're just, yeah. Is it a universal truth that they are, you know, they just taste a bit better on the vine. I don't know because yeah. now you mention it, it's the same with, one of my recipes, but I, I didn't actually buy vine ones in the end. I mm. just bought. Yeah, I wonder if it was like a quality thing or, mm. you know, a consistency. I don't know. But. Put it on the grapevine. Could you be? <laughs> <laughs> no? I'm actually quite impressed with that. It's been a church choir, but that's a story for another day. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um so oven on to 200, you put yeah. the cherry tomatoes on their vines, uh, into a casserole dish. It needs a lid. This is one okay. that needs a lid. Uh with lentils, nigella seeds, and then put like boiling water over it to start cooking the lentils and then you chop an onion and you mix the onion with cumin coriander and oil and then you put that over i'm doing a little scatter thing with my hands salt-based scatter yeah Yeah. (laughs) nice salt-based scatter uh and that's it and then you put the lid on put it in the oven for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. take the vines out of the tomatoes give it a good whisk lemon juice and you can add extra salt to taste and that is it jobs are good she says you could add some coconut cream or something to like to like make it a bit more rich if you like that Mm. or i guess butter you could add like um as a like a dharmakani kind of thing Mm. for some reason mine came out a lot watery maybe it was my tomatoes maybe it was Uh, something it was a lot waterier than hers and looked and the color was was a lot different and i was like oh have i missed like a turmeric or something right yeah yeah. um but it wasn't it wasn't bad it was well it didn't have any salt in it so yeah that was what it was but i added salt to mine and marcus tried some 
And yeah, it was, it was good. I added some yogurt to his just to like, the flavors obviously are quite strong. Uh, yeah. But it, it was good. It just was a bit more watery more than watery. I would like for a, a dal, a bit more like a, a soupy consistency. Um, and I probably, if I'd had any, would have put some coconut cream or something through it just to add that like nice richness. There's some, tomatoes can be, when they're kind of, I don't know, providing like the water content in something, they can be a bit fickle, can't they? I remember I made something for Nigel Slater's episode that had tomato. Oh, it was a tomato curry. Yes. And it it didn't it didn't go to plan either. I feel like because it's just such variation yeah. in them, right? And you know, I don't know if we've ever said this before, but we like a ripe tomato, and so like you know, <laughs> the season for that is what like a fucking <laughs> month. In yeah, the UK, exactly. So it's just like. And yeah, it's a bit of a fickle one. Yeah, exactly. And it depends on, I guess, the size of your cherry tomatoes and all that stuff. So yeah. I was a bit, I was just a bit disappointed in the consistency, but the taste was really nice. And she talks about yeah. how it will thicken as it cools down, which it did a bit. And because I had it in the yeah. fridge, it tastes better the next day, which, you know, anything with those kind of spices always does. Um, yeah. And it was nice. I, so I added yogurt for Marcus the first day and he liked it and then I added some sweet potato the second day like mashed up sweet potato and mixed it in with that to make it just a bit of a thicker consistency easier for him to eat and not spill all over the floor um (laughs) was he a fan he liked it yeah he like he did he did um I think that yeah again the tomatoes kind of whole but squished because how they get if they're roasted like yeah is a bit difficult this is it's not a weaning podcast but anyway um she yes. says to serve it with flatbreads or basmati rice how do you feel about dal and rice yeah i don't really i don't really subscribe mm. to that it just feels like um everything's you know it's little bitty things with little bitty things yeah but it's you know it's obviously a, a lot of na- nation different nations do eat kind of lentil yeah. based shoes and rice. I mean, I totally get it, and it's very healthy. But yeah, for me, it's just all a bit small. Yes. <laughs> oh, and I put the bitty thing on some bread, and I just think it's too. Yeah, I don't know. I I would go. I would go bread. flat bread as yeah. well. Should I tell you about the next thing I cooked? Yes, please. All going. <laughs> uh, this was roasted broccoli and bacon. Oh. Please hold. <laughs> Conquilier. Oh. <laughs> That's shell pasta. <laughs> Roasted broccoli and bacon conquilier bake with lemon creme fraiche. Nice. Yes. Um, so shell pasta is what conquilier is. And yes, Hannah and I spent at oh. least three minutes before this episode started with me saying, how do you say that? Word? I always thought it was conchigli. Conchigli. Yeah. You know, I but... didn't know. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Italians, if we're saying it wrong uh this was fun and good i was into fun it and good fun and good so it is 300 grams of conchilia <laughs> uh or other other favorite pasta shape i had shells so we did shells what, what's your favorite we've done this before haven't we Our we've done this pasta before shape. it's rigatoni, rigatoni yeah. okay. what's yours i think mine is rigatoni too oh pappardelle i'm also a big fan of now I don't know if any of these, if I'm saying any of these correctly at all, my my my, my core has been shaken by this conchilio revelation. Maybe we need to move to Italy. No, I don't want to move to Italy. I want to it's move so to Italy. expensive. It's going to move to Liverpool Street. No. So, pasta, mm-hmm. a large head of broccoli chopped into small bits, uh, 160 grams of 
bacon lardons, which she says you can uh, substitute with artichokes, thyme, olive oil, 400 grams of creme fraiche. Wow. Spinach, lemon, parm. Parm. Panko breadcrumbs. So you cook this, you cook the pasta first. Yeah. Till it's pretty much done. And you then you put oil, mm-hmm. broccoli, and bacon into your tin that you're going to bake it in and put that in the oven and roast it for like 10 minutes oh, or okay. so. okay. Nice. Yeah, rather than like frying it. Um, and then you put the pasta in, into the broccoli thing when yeah. that's cooked. Put uh, some more oil, all of that creme fraiche, lemon juice and sea salt and like mix it up. Right. Okay, yeah. So creme fraiche is your liquid. Yeah, so is it a bit like yeah. a kind of almost like a bechamel? Is it meant to be like a bechamel kind of vibe? Yeah, like a mac and cheesy, yes. like, but it's like lemony. And then parmesan and breadcrumbs on top. Nice. In the oven for 20 minutes Great. until the top is brown and crunchy. And boom. That's it. It's, yes, it's nice. I we we really enjoyed it. I think um, a bit too much parmesan for me, but there always is too much parmesan mm-hmm. for me. So, but you could use any cheese on top, yeah, to true. just get that crispy top, yeah, with, um, panko, and yeah, like a, a good way to like get a load of broccoli into your you life. and your kids if you've got them. Um, I thought actually that, that Marcus could have eaten this maybe without the bacon yeah. and the palm, but th- this is irrelevant. But th- I did notice this about this book when I was looking at it with, you know, my mom eyes. Yeah. There's a lot of things in here where she's like salt optional or this optional. So you could make it for your young children. Yeah, that's great. Um, which, which I think it is good. The, there's no better alignment than being, you know, time poor on week weeknights yeah. and having children, right? So that makes sense. Right. Um, it's good. really good. I would definitely make it again. You know, my husband enjoyed it. We, yeah, I, it was really, really easy. All nice. you've got to do is basically chop some broccoli. Oh, great! Love that. Yeah, and you know, you can use any pasta. That's great. Um, absolutely, would make it again. Ate it the next day as well. Thought it was delicious. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. yeah also, different. right, quickly before we move on, I'm just going to tell you about my, the thing that's a staple in this house. It's from the weekend cooking section. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to find it. It's one pot peanut chili chicken with tomato rice. Oh, shit. It's got peanut. Therefore, I love it. Yeah. Um, Maybe I should have called my dog peanut. No. That is a good name for a dog. It is. Anyway, I'll wait for the next one. Or I'll just wait for, to have a child. <laughs> And call it Peanut? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Peanut Quinn. (laughs) Peanut Butter Quinn. Um, And I'm probably not going to have a picture of this to share, but I'm just going to tell you about it. So you, it's it's similar to the the lentil thing, actually. It's like rice. Yeah. Tomatoes on the vine. Yeah. Chicken stock. Ding, ding, ding. Victoria's favorite chickeny rice. (laughs) Um, That goes in the pan. Then you lay boneless chicken thighs on top. Right. And then you make this like paste out of peanut butter, chili, sesame oil, soy sauce and lime. And you kind of spread that over the top of the chicken. I just love any sauces like that. That just, or dressings for noodles or stuff like that. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. And shove that in the oven until the rice is like cooked. Mm. Um... Uh, you know the chicken cooks on top of the rice 
it's lovely it goes in the oven i guess for 30 minutes and then she's got like a dressing soy lime and sesame oil which you like drizzle over the top when it comes out of the oven nice um you fluff it all up take the vines out of the tomatoes and she says you can put like peanuts and spring onions on the top great and it's great we eat it all the time it's perfect it tastes amazing the next day even though it's a weekend one it's still not that labor intensive right no no you just i think the reason it's like a weekend one is that because it's got like the soy and you have to like make the sauce but that just yeah you just mix it up in a ramekin it takes two seconds Great. And i don't think we we hardly ever put like the little dressing on just because i'm lazy yeah and Sorry. it tastes absolutely mm. brilliant without it and that's me and the quick the roasting tin nice good really good love that peanut thing um was gonna make that for this and but that's a cop out. I should make something else. Yeah, um, and try. It. I've had made other things from there. There's like a ham hock gnocchi that in there that I've wow. made as well. That was nice. Uh, loves a gnocchi. Really? I guess that's probably not in the India one, but because um, you don't have any of these odd these books, right? No, apart from the India this one. is my first mini venture. It's she loves a gnocchi, and like a lot of the stuff I see, like a baked. Yes. gnocchi with stuff which is great because it's like filling it's and you easiest. don't obviously you're not making the gnocchi and you can add whatever flavors you want to it yeah um speaking of gnocchi i made went back to easter belfridge's mezcla and made the miso butternut uh gnocchi dish you did the miso butter butternut butter bean squ- gnocchi yeah on my birthday actually for me and my friend simon oh. and it was deal it's like no surprise it was delicious but i do really like frying knocky yes. more when you get so you get the crunchy bits which you, yeah i think you do doing that but uh yeah maybe i hadn't done it enough anyway all that to say mezcla's great all that to say we're texture queens she loves knocky tell us about india express india express and what you cooked. so this book is all about she talks at the start about how you know her parents her mom was a gp and her she was still able to put like a load of great Indian Indian vegetarian meals on the table when they were growing up and that like that's kind of what she's channeling in this book so again it's like a weeknight book and there's lots of one tin stuff and one pan stuff as well she has a weekend projects chapter too uh she starts off with snacks she has brunch a rice chapter one tin one pan then she talks about she has south indian stuff bengali again weekend projects sweet and drinks and then she puts them together in some menus at the back which is nice oh that is good i love that yeah me too she talks about uh, a bit about train journeys in india which just sound you know amazing and she uh her dad used to get the 36 hour train from Tamil Nadu to West Bengal Bengal sorry I'm kind of butchering you know place names with my Galway accent and then she she yeah so it's cute she talks about their her mum and dad's first train journey together because this new service had started and it was unusual for them to travel together unmarried in the 70s but I think he was <laughs> he was taking her to his his mom's house and and to eat his mom's amazing food but it's cute at the bottom of that she says if you were to pick recipes from this book for your own train picnic I'd suggest the following and has like you know in a thermos bring the classic condensed milk or hot chocolate chai and then a snack and lunch and sweet snacks I just thought that was love a really that. lovely touch who doesn't love a train picnic oh I love a train and she's got a really nice kind of photo at this beginning of a, a recipe that someone's written to them for Vada's which is just it, it yeah I like it a lot 
I love Indian food anyway, um, you know, as broad a term as that is. And it's just obviously fantastic for vegetarians and vegans. And this is mostly... The best vegetarian cuisine, in my opinion, yeah. as a non-vegetarian person. I would agree me. with that. I would which is what, which what the definition of a non-vegetarian person is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but she has notes on how to make the veggie stuff vegan. She does have um, some fish in here because she says it's like it would be remiss to talk about Bengali food without including some fish some of which look really nice it's one that's like fish with yogurt and turmeric that looks really beautiful mm. and she has some kind of prawn what are they called again popcorn shrimp um that look oh, really that. really good so yeah i was particularly you know, i love a you know i love a indian bread as well so there's like mm-hmm. she has um chili and cheese parathas in here that i was Ooh. nearly gonna make Again, she says this is like a, a more everyday version of parathas and that they're pretty low hassle to whip up. Um, so I'm definitely going to make them. She also has naan pizzas, which I think are great. You buy the mini, oh, you buy the mini naans from the shop and then you just top them with um, like roasted tomatoes and lime and coriander paneer. Oh, so there's a good stuff in here. She, there's a lot of paneer and she actually has a little bit on making your own paneer. Uh, but you know, obviously, I've Which, done that before, so I don't know. <laughs> you don't need to read that recipe, right? Right, right. So it's fine. How about pumpkin spice paneer? <laughs> yeah, that I could get on board with because at least it's not sweet. Oh, don't stop licking me! Um, <laughs> sorry. So what I made? Yes. I made two things as well. Mm-hmm. The first thing I made, I was feeling like it was the start of the week. I wanted something kind of veggie heavy and like that I could take for lunch into the office the next day. Um, and this ticked the box. So this was the spiced roasted paneer with tomatoes and peppers. Um, that sounds great. Which is just a one tin dish. She says you can serve it with rice and dal or flatbreads. Yeah, you can use bought paneer. Obviously, you don't have to buy it. My one big great takeaway from this recipe is this tip that she has where you soak the paneer in boiling water for 10 minutes before you cook it and Ooh. she says that it's a tip from her fellow food writer Rupert Gulati um and it, that it just really improves the texture and it really does because I think paneer wow. paneer can go a little bit like halloumi where it's a bit like too chewy or like hard mm-hmm. and this was just like perfectly soft because you're roasting it so I thought it would be dry but no it was a revelation so Wow. It's very easy. You put your oven on, you cut the paneer into squares, and then you have them so they're in triangles, and you have them again. So you've like 20, basically like 24 triangles, and you soak that in the boiling water, like I said. And then you pat it dry, and you put that in a big roasting tin with sliced peppers, tomatoes on the vine, a red onion, a red chili, um, some grated ginger, and grated garlic. And that's it. You mix all that together with oil, spice. The spices are cumin, coriander, fennel seeds, turmeric. Um, and then you just kind of fish the paneer bits out so that they're sitting on top so that because that helps them crisp up. And then you put that in the oven for half an hour. And that's it. Say two. Mm. And My God, it could be in my book. Yes, it was really good. So I ate some of it then like I said and it was they're just the you know that's the night a really nice spice blend right cumin coriander yeah seeds turmeric and it felt quite like you know like I said quite like healthy and uh just a really good weeknight dinner 
Mm. And then I just kept some of it back and brought it in for lunch the next day. Made the rookie mistake, though, of... Because I'm a scatty, you know, bit of a scrappy, scatty gal. And I put... <laughs> put <laughs> Scrappy lads, that would be your hashtag. <laughs> I'm just so scrappy. If there's anything in life, I wish it was that I was less scrappy. And um, I just put it in a lunchbox and put it in my bag with all my shit to go to the office. And of course, there was like a minor leak because oh, I'm a scrappy no. little shit. So my whole like bag smelt like... <laughs> cumin and coriander and mm. just like wafting your way through the office oh my like. god yeah, yeah like my, oh it's the cumin girl <laughs> my laptop charger had gotten some of that oh god why am i like oh, this lovely. but you know it made me really look forward to lunch that day so. yeah <laughs> just like smelling like doing your typing and it's all like seeping through your little keys <laughs> <laughs> but it was great and what I like there's a lot you know because you slice the paneer up like into triangles lots of little triangles there's the the, the ratio is right of, of paneer to tomatoes and peppers so I just thought that was great it was a really nice thing and yeah, I, I feel like triangles is a good shout on paneer because sometimes it, it's too big right yeah. the big cubes are too big and I feel like it feels very separate from whatever you're eating it with yeah whereas do you know what my, yeah that sounds great one, one of my many pet peeves is halloumi and little mm. cubes I hate it why <laughs> or like if you were to like grate halloumi or something as far as I'm concerned halloumi should only be sliced <laughs> okay into flat little horizontal slices or whatever I just cubed halloumi makes me really angry I feel like grating halloumi goes in various like cook, Greek cooking, right? Yeah. Like, bait, like like breads and stuff. That's okay, but, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like cubes because the whole, in my opinion, the whole point of halloumi is that you got there's like crispy on the outside, yes, gooey on the inside, exactly. And like, I don't need to be turning cubes over. This is why I would never make it as a chef. Like, I'm not going to turn cubes over till every side is perfectly browned <laughs> or whatever. No. <laughs> when I worked in the cafe and I had to help out on breakfast shifts, my like t- my first job was no, my only ever job on the line was to make toast and cook halloumi. <laughs> and boy, was I like I... it's hard to cook halloumi anyway. Yeah, hot, hot, hot pan, tiny bit of oil. That's my hot tip. Literally, like no time each side. Anyway, the so that was great. That was a good one. Um. <laughs> And then the second thing that I made just this morning, because again, (laughs) see previous reference of being a scrappy girl, um, was the quick cook. (laughs) (laughs) I said quick cook, quick cook masala utapam. I hope I'm saying that right. Which is basically Mm. just like a little pancake topped with tomatoes perfect breakfast food red onion and something else that i forget chilies yeah i was intrigued by this because the batter the kind of so-called pancake batter is semolina yogurt water ginger grated in and then sea salt and you whisk that all together and you let it sit for like half an hour and it, it i think it's i think it thickened a bit over that time but it it felt a bit watery before but then it seemed to be fine and then you literally just while you're waiting for that to kind of rest and do its thing you slice up your chilies green chilies half a red onion 10 um cherry tomatoes which i now see were meant to be quartered but i definitely just halved mine (laughs) did some selective reading there um and then you heat up a pan 
and put a little bit of oil in and you just spoon the spoon the batter mm-hmm. in. She says a tablespoon or a tablespoon and a half and she says she can fit four in her pan at, at a time. Again, I think, you know, her sizings and her instructions are quite clear. I feel like the, mm. the testing is good and they're quite specific. So you spoon in the batter and then you sprinkle over the topping uh, onto each pancake. You fry it for on a medium heat for one to two minutes until the top starts to look set and then you flip it over. So the base should be crisp and golden brown and that bit's plain, but then you, you flip it over onto the toppings. Oh, like a little burger. Yeah, so the toppings then get nice and cooked, but like not, you know, in a quite quick way, so it still tastes quite fresh. So then, yeah, the toppings is your, so your tomatoes and red onion and chilli just get cooked a little bit on the base. And that goes a little bit golden too around the edges mostly because it's kind of hard for it all to to fit, like flush on top of the pan. And then that's it. So you just like serve them. She says to serve them with yogurt on the side, which I did. Or she suggests this coriander chutney. I didn't expect them to be as nice as they were. I was pleasantly mm. surprised. They were, I think that combination of red onion, red onion, you know, brings a lot of flavour anyway. But like the red onion and tomato and chilli, it was just, it was, they were really good. Yeah, they sound great. Yeah. Like a nice little hors d'oeuvre breakfast yes. snack yeah i mean you could probably if you wanted to go all out like have them with like a poached egg or something and have it you know make it really brunchy but like i thought they were great on their own and you could probably play around with that batter a little bit and maybe add some more spices or but yeah the semolina made it a really nice texture i've got four of them sitting out there on the kitchen counter now and i'm like oh I want one. I wish I was still there i feel like i want a little <laughs> it was a little, a little nibbly. Sonic yeah so it's but savoury and quick and delicious. Really, really like them, actually. We'd definitely make yeah. them again. So I was pleasantly surprised. I feel like that'd be a good thing to, like, you make, like you say, you've got them sitting outside. You make them first thing in the morning, yeah. which is now, but you've got them then all day to, like, snack on and let's have in the fridge. Yes. Um, to add to the body that has seen more carbohydrates in the last 24 hours than, <laughs> than its lifetime. It's great. There's loads of other things that McDonald's I... almost forgot my chips. Just saying, everyone. Just just reminding everyone that McDonald's forgot chips. And so, do better, McDonald's. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. There was lots that I wanted to make, though, as well. There was a Malai kofta. Mm. I'm a big fan of Malai kofta. There was cheese stuffed potato cakes, which are obviously right up my street. Those chilli and yeah. cheese nans that i talked about or the parathas that i talked about before there's baby aubergines with yogurt and nigella seeds there's just there is a lot there's five spice roasted squash with carrots and pumpkin seeds that's your psl (laughs) um i loved in this book or like i haven't cooked anything from it but um all of the she's got like a snack chapter right and it's got like little chat charts oh yeah and yeah, Bengali popcorn shrimp, Charts. cheddar, cumin, and Nigella seed straw, like pakoras, popcorn. Shall we rate? Let's do that. This is making me hungry. Spiced potato cakes with fried eggs. What are we going to rate out of? Let's talk about our rating system. The coffee's kicking in, love. Yeah, Vic's coming, coming alive. <laughs> an hour and 12 minutes into the record um we are yes as i often do <laughs> as we do the, e- the end of the tunnel is here <laughs> lovely i'm joking i love it yes so 
every episode we like to rate the book that we are talking about <laughs> we like to we don't like to actually do you like the rating part or do you find it tough um no i never find it tough no, sometimes it's tough well, i i find sometimes find it tough since <laughs> in our business meetings here um what do you think dear listener do you do you like the rating or do you think yeah. we should scrap it how many ratings out of rating would you <laughs> out of five would you give our rating system <laughs> yeah feel free to let us know we um so we rate out of five criteria and they are usability and accessibility that's one that's one we rate out of ingredients used how easy are they to find we rate out of aesthetics veggie friendliness and lastly inspirability and for each chef or book we change the rate what we rate out of um you know just to keep you on your toes but it might be something that has come up again and again and for rook mini and these two books in the express and the quick roasting tin we're going to rate Mm. out we could have rated out of cherry tomatoes on the vine in retrospect yeah we could have but that didn't come out till later but we think it would be just doing a disservice to rook mini if we didn't rate out of one tin. One tins. One tin. How's your one tin? I need a one tin. <laughs> <laughs> we only got one tin. One tin. <laughs> oh, that's what I should have gone for. A bit of blue. One tin. <laughs> for the oven lights. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vic, how many one tins are you giving the quick roasting tin? You're right. No, I need more coffee. Yes. Okay. So usability and accessibility. That's one. I'm giving it one. One Because it is in one. one Usability, accessibility. That's one. You're giving it one. One tin. One, one, one tin for one. Number one. Rating one. Um, uh, Ingredients used. That's another one tin. Yeah. Great. Because she says herself, it comes out of. It, it's all you can get it all in a big supermarket comes out um she said as she said herself it comes out i'm really doing well lads comes I'm out drunk for 10 months properly and it's really catching up with me also i didn't say this before but i want to say it now just because it's like all you know accessible food and available in the supermarket what i don't think that means is it's not cheap eats there's a lot of like nice ingredients in there she's got like a scallop recipe you know the scallops and other like nice you know and she's got date night which has like a roasted rack of lamb um for you to eat by the book (laughs) (laughs) that has how it was served I'm having the best time. <laughs> I'm leaving this call. <laughs> um, yes, so it's not cheap eats. So there yes. is some fancy bits in there. And I feel like I would be doing her a disservice if you thought that it was all just, you know, boring. Yeah. Not that cheap things are boring. <laughs> anyway, um, so use and accessibility one, ingredients one, veggie friendly. Yes, one more tin for that mm. because three quarters of it is veggie yeah. and you can make the rest of it veggie if you wanted to aesthetics 
Yeah, pretty much everyone. Uh, yeah, I think everything in there has a picture and it's all very like uniform and um, yeah, so it gets one for that. And then inspirability. <laughs> I'm not giving it a 10 no. for inspirability because it's a good book. Yeah. And it's good for like, you know, the things I know that are good in there. But flicking through it again, I struggled to find stuff I wanted to cook. Right. Out of that one. Maybe it's because I've had it for too yeah, long saturation. and I, I've already looked through it so many times. Yeah. Like maybe I would feel differently. I definitely feel differently about the India Express one because, mm. you know, hearing you talk about it and looking through it, it's so beautiful mm. and I'm excited about it. But I feel like for that one specifically, it might be because I've had it a long time and I've cooked ready from it. Yeah. I don't feel like... I don't feel like excited to cook more stuff from it. Yeah. But I think what I have cooked from it is very good. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I know that anything I cook would be, I, I'm not going to F it up. You yeah. Know? Like, it's, like you said, it's very well researched, very well tested. It's, you're going to do all right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just, there's nowhere else I could go with it. Okay. I've done what I want to do from the there. End of the road. Um, it's not yeah, you, so it's, it's actually, the book. It's not, it's, not it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not Rook Mini, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's not the quick roasting tin. But I would like to try the other roasting tin books and I have never done that. Um anyway, so it's four one pans out of five for me. So that four tins? I don't know. Four one tins out of five. Four one one. How about What's you? What's the four one one? <laughs> so usability and accessibility, that's definitely one one tin because it's the whole basis of it is express and easy ingredients used yes that's um two one tins because they're one one tin each one plus one one tin plus one tin equals two tins um <laughs> two one tins. <laughs> two one tins everything was easy to find and uh like even the spices are never like mad spices that you wouldn't be able to find like crazy crazy shit so uh that's that uh aesthetics yes it's very pretty mm. and colorful lots of lovely like indian inspired prints um yes and she kind of has this style in her photos of uh it's always like an overhead shot of the dish or of the pan but then it's usually on like half one pattern half another pattern if that makes mm. sense um which is really pretty uh, she's a food stylist what can she say yeah that's true come teach me your ways uh veggie friendly absolutely it is a hundred percent yeah from fish, apart from the right? fish exactly and like i said you can have vegan there's vegan tips on how to um remove any animal-y stuff what's your number one vegan tip uh <laughs> don't eat animals <laughs> It's just in. And inspirability, I'm, I'm going to give it, no. I'm going to give it, I'm torn between a half and one. Like, no, I think I'm giving it one. Which would make it five one tins. Yeah, I think it deserves one inspirability because it's, I was excited and I, there was lots of things that I wanted to make. And I feel like, you know, I'm a big kind of, I like making a batch thing at the start of the week to bring for lunches. And there's lots of stuff in here that, you know, lots of mm. dolls and things like that. Sometimes I get this, if there's something in here about like, there's a big difference between something like this and Mezcla, right? Like, which is yes. a lot of, a lot of effort, but very exciting in its own way. But you're going to use it like once a month or something, maybe. Whereas this, 
it mightn't be like, oh my God, like I, I need to spend all day in the kitchen. It's going to produce these insane results. It's more just like, you know, your, your steady, your go steady guy that you're going to be picking up for weeknight stuff every week. And that that's beautiful in its own right. <laughs> and I think... It's... Who's your favourite go steady guy that you pick up for weeknights? Hey, uh, Doug, that's it. <laughs> but he's also your weekend guy. Yeah, he's everything. I don't need anyone okay. else. Two dogs in one. That's supposed to be a good joke, and you? You really make it earnest. <laughs> uh... um, but no, I agree. And I think what we're saying is that this books are absolutely deserved to be yeah. the like powerhouse massive like they don't miss everything is delicious so much vegetarian yes. stuff you're not going to be disappointed if someone buys you put it put the india one on your christmas list frankly because yeah. um or any of them that you fancy yeah. it's the, uh, the choice is yours you have free will the choice is yours i bet you'd like to try her sweet one right yeah i would because you know I, i've said before that ed kimber's one tin bakes that's yeah. one of my favorites so i bet hers would be good as well and also you know frankly interested to see what kind of sweet stuff she does that's not kind of indian inspired or maybe it is all but you know uh, uh, the sweet stuff in here is kind of all you know mango stem ginger and lime ice cream and this kind of like an indian take on bread and butter pudding and there's a lassie and salted lassie so yeah i'd be interested to see if if the category is more broad for the sweet one yeah like in my one the quick roasting tin there's like a coffee and bailey's cake yeah. caramelized banana and thyme tart tatan oh great nice. love that gingerbread pears they look nice. there's a giant chocolate cookie oh. blackberry and pistachio cake which i always think Oof. looks really nice i love blackberries oh wow that looks great yeah uh yeah so i think it probably is uh good the sweet one it's good it is good what book are we gonna do next victoria we are going to do greece um Ooh, take me to greece where everyone's on holiday right now and i'm not i'm in crystal palace on this on my specific so address <laughs> As if we, as if anyone would care. I'd love to think that anyone would actually even fucking care. People would care. Thank you. If only for dog. <laughs> the the dog snatchers arrive <laughs> in London. Yes. So we we are going to be talking about a book that is written by. I feel like one of the people we get most excited about when they're on Saturday morning TV here, yes, right? Yeah she's on it a lot and we're like oh she's on this um it's georgina hayden Whoop! and her most recent book is called nistissima mm-hmm. i hopefully i've said that right nistissima um and it she's of uh greek cypriot origin mm-hmm. and this is a entirely vegan yes cookbook great great I'll be interested to talk about, you know, um, how how her Jamie Oliver relationship sits with you. <laughs> we'll deep dive on that when we... She's to do some work for him, Yeah, she? I think that's how she started out. All to be revealed um, when I... I'll forgive her. Yeah, I don't have any of her other books, but I remember stealing one of the halloumi and peaches recipes that she has for the barbecue. Yes. Oh, genius. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for this. It looks... Having leafed through it, there's, it looks really 
there's some unusual stuff in there that I think will be really interesting. The Zatar bonds have gone <gasps> a bit viral, haven't they? Oh. Like a cinnamon bun. Ooh, but but with Zatar. Zatar. Not the instrument, the sitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing that, though, on next week's show next time. <laughs> Join us then, <laughs> where we sing blue. I'll play us out. <laughs> Singing blue blue covers to the sound of the sitar. Wow, what a niche. I feel like I could make it. Someone get Lee Ryan on the phone. Thank you for listening. And if you like what we do, and sorry for being really hung up, you know, on day two of this hangover, tell us if, if it's working for you or not, and we'll either go to AA or go out again in two weeks time. Uh, if you like what we do, please support us. On- well, we've already had someone request that, you know, all of our recording should be with you drinking a gin tin. <laughs> no, I was very angry that episode. Nothing to do with the gin tin, but it was just... <laughs> Mother's ruin, as they said. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, if you like what we do... Please- Maybe we should do a drunk history style. <laughs> I think we should. I genuinely think we should do that for Patreon. I think it would be really fun. Anyway, if you like what we do... Speaking of Patreon, if you like what we do, please uh, have a look at that and see if you would like to support us. Yes, please. And thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Yes. And to you, to everyone, just anyone who's listening and who's still here. You're listening. <laughs> we, God I love you. I am. No. But if you are, thanks. Um, um, and see you next we time. We get help. We're sorry. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.